vote. If you're listening the Monday this comes out, vote tomorrow. If you're listening on Tuesday before 7 p.m., vote today. If you're listening after that, then vote the next time you can. Go to showmevotes.com to see where your polling place is. Don't be a spaghetti head. Vote. Spring Food Mo! Springfield, Missouri began observing daylight savings time in 1970. Live, thank goodness, to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. You're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I'm Andy Carr. And I'm Dan Howell. Good to be back up here with the living, Andy. Before we get into anything else, we did not quite reach 1,674 new listeners last week. So, Dan... For shame. (laughs) We're going to give our listeners a chance to pause the podcast and share it with a friend. Go ahead and pause. And we're back. Thank you so much. Hopefully now you're a part of the 1%. (laughs) So, Dan, an episode showed up in our feed last Wednesday and... I don't remember recording that. I yeah, it all just is kind of a hazy dream to me now. And it's really weird and uncomfortable and I I'm never going to listen to it again. <laughs> Go back in your podcast feed to uh, the October 31st episode and you might hear what we're talking about, but I I I just rather not speak of it or Yeah really ever think of it again this is our eighth episode our official eighth episode that one doesn't count we're not counting it no no that was a bonus episode bonus that's a bad pun i don't know who would make such a pun i don't know anyway we're not here to talk about any bonus episodes we're here to talk about bambino's cafe on del mar bambino's no no i didn't say that i said bambino's cafe on del mar Let's go ahead and get into the history of that storied Italian spot. Our story starts in August of 1991. Two songs battled for the top of the pop charts. Two songs that really couldn't be more different from each other. Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams and Right Said Fred's I'm Too Sexy. Topping the box office for movies was... Wait, this can't be right. The number one movie all four weekends of August 1991 was the war film spoof Hot Shots, starring Charlie Sheen. This is not a dumb bit for this podcast. America just really loved Hot Shots. 1991 was weird. Charlie Sheen. Never wanted to be a horse so much in my life. Hot Shots. The mother of all movies. Oh, God, I love this country. Anyway, in Springfield, longtime Roundtree resident Mary Fawcett opened the main cafe at 514 North Main Street, just south of Chestnut Expressway. A tiny sandwich shop with only three tables. Mary eventually moved her cafe to 304 South Street downtown, now the site of Finnegan's Wake, and reopened as Nona Nunzia's Italian-American Cafe to honor her grandmother. 
Someday, we will do an episode devoted entirely to Nona's and to Mary Fawcett. She lived a full, fascinating, and impactful life even before opening her restaurants and other businesses. She was an English professor, as well as a political and environmental activist and organizer throughout the 70s and 80s. She was also a devoted league bowler. Oh, and Mary Fawcett also had a daughter and four sons. Andy Fawcett worked for his mom until around 1994, when he partnered with childhood friend Brian Ash and Brian's wife Diana to continue and expand his mother's Italian food tradition by opening the original Bambinos, which was located at the corner of Hitt and Elm in Columbia, Missouri. Yes, yet another iconic Springfield eatery with roots elsewhere. Mizzou owned the building. It seemed that the restaurant was well-known and loved, and at one point, Brian Ash even served on the Columbia City Council. A few years later, the trio opened a second location in Lawrence, Kansas. That's right, despite deep ties to Springfield, the first two Bambino's cafes were located elsewhere. One out of state, even. It was not until spring of 2001 when Andy Fawcett, Brian Ash, and John Sweeney, another childhood friend, finally opened a Bambino's in Springfield, in the residential heart of the Phelps Grove neighborhood on the corner of Del Mar and Florence. The homey building, which since 1978 had housed the original McSalty's Pizza, was built in the 1920s as a small community grocery store. The management and ownership situation at Bambino's has changed over the years. At some point, Sweeney and Ash left the fold, and Andy Fawcett's brother Chuck became a part owner. But one name remained on the deed all the while, Mary Fawcett. And now, her grandchildren work there too. Yes, Bambino's Cafe on Del Mar is a true family restaurant. Sons carrying on a mother's tradition, a mother who herself had been carrying on her grandmother's tradition. If you're keeping track, that's five generations of family history going into the food you'll eat in that humble building inconspicuously located in what seems like it would be a quiet neighborhood but actually isn't because it's mostly houses rented out to college kids. Today, we'll see if the food can bear the weight of all that history and ask if that even matters. Today, Dan and I are just a couple baby boys talking about Bambino's Cafe on Delmar. Dan, do you remember the very first time you ate at Bambino's? I don't know if I could pin down the very first one. In fact, my first experience may have been on the south side location at a Battlefield and Lone Pine. Oh, I don't really acknowledge that as an official Bambino's. <laughs> I'm going to say that our review today is a review of Bambino's Cafe on Del Mar. That's definitely the one I've been to the majority of times. I've probably only been to the other one once or twice, and Del Mar has definitely surpassed that. Oh, for sure. The space is just so much nicer and more authentic. That's kind of my issue with the South Side Bambino's. It's like they took this newer building and tried to make it look like an older building. <laughs> yeah, 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 I definitely which, get that. That's fine. I get it. And it's great for people that live over there to have access to that food a little bit closer to their home. But uh, the Delmar location is my heart, man. Just love it. Yeah, I used to work at the subway, actually, right next <laughs> to the one in the Lone Pine Shopping Center. So that area doesn't exactly hold the best memories yeah. for me. I mean, 
Not that I didn't love working at Subway and practicing my sandwich artistry. <laughs> the one in Del Mar is just so quaint out there, much more quaint than it actually is uh-huh. in that neighborhood, as you alluded to in your bio. Right. I don't remember my first trip there, but really it's just synonymous with college for me. Yeah. I went there so many times once I moved to the campus area. That would have been probably 10 years ago, thereabouts. I just have so many great memories of sitting back there on the porch with a pitcher and usually trying to order the cheapest thing possible on the menu (laughs) and just eat bread and drink Boulevard wheat with lime in the middle of the summer and, you know, swap flies away. I love those memories of Bambinos. And the food didn't even matter. At the time, I wasn't that into eating good food. Or It's probably more accurate to say that I couldn't really afford good food. So that's why I was kind of interested to go back and assess it. Dan, as usual, you got takeout <laughs> and I ate at the restaurant. So before I get into my food, I just want to talk about the ambiance of the restaurant, which is one of the best things about it. It's that old building that's almost 100 years old at this point. Yeah, They've got terracotta floors. They were playing indie rock on the soundtrack, <laughs> which switched to ELO, just, just an ELO album Oh, perfect! while I was there. That sounds great. Yeah, my server was a very handsome man with long, dirty blonde hair, <laughs> about my height, about my age. Same Extra ins- crispy. <laughs> same interests as me. <laughs> During school, if I know I'm going to have a long week or if I have a particularly hard day on the docket, like I will decide to go to Bambino's, especially if this server is working (laughs) (laughs) and I will sit and I will get the same order every time. I did not used to get the same order every time, but my server recommended something to me that I can, I have to get it now because it's so awesome. I typically also get the same thing every time, which I'll actually get into right now because I did not get it today. Oh, I normally get the ZD, which I think is a pretty popular option up there. It's what I recommend to people. It's what I have recommended to me a lot as well. Oh, man, it's so, so hearty. It's it's mm-hmm. one of the cheesiest dishes I think you can get in Springfield. Just a coronary level of cheese just <laughs> laid across the top and big chunks of braised meat. I have a little bit of an issue with that dish because it's changed over time. Lay it, it on me. It used to have big chunks of braised beef. Oh. Now it has, it's almost like the beef has been stewed in with the noodles. Okay. It's stringy and not in a bad way. It's stringy, but it's not the same dish that it used to be because they did used to have like, you know, quarter inch chunks of meat. Regardless of how used they be, <laughs> how, regardless of how used they be, <laughs> I'm one to pretty much finish my whole meal whenever I get sure. one. I'll eat beyond <laughs> whenever I have uh, lost the urge to even. But that ziti is definitely one that I kind of have to put down halfway through or three quarters of the way through because there is so much packed in there. My typical order, I start with a side salad, get the portobello ravioli and finish off with tiramisu. And that was my plan when I went this week. Of course, every time one eats at Bambino's, one is first served sliced bread with butter olive oil, and crushed garlic. Even despite my calling in just about every order to Bambino's, you still get the bread. Um, You don't get the garlic. Right, which is a problem. I think so. I I would really like to try that. I don't know if I've ever been privy to it. Right. I don't know how they would give you the garlic and the oil and all that for takeout. But it's such an integral part of the Bambino's experience that I feel like 
whenever you get it. It's just not even worth putting the bread in there. We got some sandwiches today mm-hmm. and they just put a little bag of bread in there with like little pads of butter. I don't think either of us touched <laughs> any nah. of it. Uh, I'm not going to eat a little side of bread before or during my sandwich meal anyway. I also ordered a Founders All Day IPA. It was a weeknight. It's light, low alcohol, high hops. It's a really good weeknight beer, you know. You're not going to feel it the next day at all. WNB. <laughs> so I ordered a side salad with lettuce, mixed greens, tossed with house dressing, Parmesan, onion, red peppers, and cucumber, which I never eat the cucumber, but whatever. All the veggies were fresh. That dressing was an Italian-style dressing, had a nice sweetness and zest. Cheese is grated very fine, but not too fine. The pieces are still big enough to register texturally and provide a richness on top of all that light green. Love those salads. Now, I find that a cucumber normally leaves its flavor behind even after you've removed it from a dish. Do you take any kind of umbrage with that? Yes. No. <laughs> I take no umbrage with it, to be clear. You're okay with the flavor on there, just not the actual the texture. Crisp. Okay. Not into the texture of the cucumber in any form. Oh, yeah. You don't like pickles either. That's a, that is weird. To yeah. I'm a Just freak. have an overall cucumber bias. Now... My entree. I would venture a guess that I've had 70% of the menu, mm-hmm. and it's all good. The bottom's pretty high at yeah, Bambino's. Absolutely. It's, you're going to get a pretty good meal. I order, every time now, the portobello ravioli. Very good. You've had it? Yes. It's jumbo raviolis stuffed with caramelized onions and portobello mushrooms and simmered in a marsala wine cream sauce and topped with fresh spinach. The sauce is rich and savory. The Marsala wine and mushroom flavors are up front, along with a light sweetness. Most Marsala sauces have a beef stock base, but this one, there's no stock at all. It's just wine and compound butter. I really? found, found this out by asking, yeah. The menu actually uses the word jumbo, and that description is accurate. Each ravioli takes three bites to eat, at least, if you're taking your time with it like I do. They're very tender, easy to cut, and the consistency of that caramelized onion portobello filling is such that it doesn't spill out once the ravioli is open, which is great. There's some kind of cheese mixed in there too, something with a soft texture like a ricotta, but maybe not quite as pungent as a ricotta. Mm -hmm. The best is when you use the perforated edges of the ravioli to scoop the sauce up inside so that it all mixes together and you get all the flavors at once equally. I love it so much. Have you ever had the St. Louis-style toasted ravioli from here? No. There's a big difference in your like normal, boiled, more soft ravioli in the toasted St. Louis style. They're also very tasty. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah, that, that portobello, that, that is top-tier stuff. You know, I grew up eating toasted ravioli. You could buy them boxed and frozen. Yes, sir. I grew up eating those and did not learn until much, much later that that was a St. Louis tradition, that that wasn't an actual Italian dish. Yeah. Dan, let's get into your entree now. I believe the exercising of a certain dedict was necessitated. Yes, Bambinos did necessitate the use of the dedict this week. Um, Actually, they gave me a couple options. Hang on, hang on. Dan's dedict. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) They actually gave me a couple options as far as that goes, which I really respect. They have both the Bambino on the dinner pasta menu 
and the Bambino's Panini. So I don't normally get the chance to venture out to Bambino's for lunch. It's more of a dinner occasion for me. And they do not serve their paninis besides the maybe the panini of the day is still served at dinner time. Buddy, you can order them all day. What? Yeah. It the the menu lists a dinner menu. I had no clue. Just ask. Okay, that that is a revelation brought to you live here on Spring Food Mo. <laughs> you can order those paninis anytime. Go forth, young man, and conquer. Andy. I had the Bambino's Panini today. We did almost a kind of an emergency lunch uh, (laughs) right before we sat down to record. We called it in, brought it in, ate it right here at the mics. That Bambino's Panini that I did not think that I could have for dinner. (laughs) The Panini bread. Thick, crisp, crunchy. Other words that mean the same thing. (laughs) It's pretty light though too. It is kind of light. Yeah, it's, it's airy. It's got those little pockets. Yeah, definitely lighter than the bread they bring out before your meal. The construction of this sandwich is key. They put a slice of meat on both sides of bread. Mm. Different meats. So you've yep. got the capicola or gabagool on one side. And you've got your slice of ham on the other. Provolone cheese laid atop each of those slices And then your veggie mix right there in the middle of the panini. I loved the construction of that sandwich so much. The veggie mix was just some lettuce, banana peppers, and red onions. But they get so warm there in the middle. Mm. I'm, I'm not a big banana pepper fan. It was the only thing I wasn't looking forward to having exercised the edict today. Edict. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I keep saying actual words instead of what I made up. Man, I, I can easily say that this is the best thing that that dedict has ever brought to the table for me thus far. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Karen! <laughs> no, 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 never mind. This isn't, it's okay. The dedict's working, Karen. <laughs> One thing I do take umbrage with, however... Um, is going to be the chips. I ordered chips with mine. You get an option of pasta salad, right. chips, or what, what's the other option? Fresh you get on fruit. There? Yeah, no thanks. Has guys. anyone ever ordered that? I, <laughs> no, I, I yeah. sincerely think no. I'm going to go to an Italian restaurant and order fresh fruit with my meal. Yeah, maybe throw some marinara sauce on there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> But the chips, um, I kind of figured they might be like some in-house homemade chips. I'm, I'm still not a huge fan, but I really don't like pasta salad anyway. So mm-hmm. I just decided to go with the chips. They're just plain Miss Vicky's uh, sea salt, just plain sea salt chips. For the price, I just kind of wish that they were in-house maybe. Yeah. That's all. I got pasta salad with my panini. I got, it looked good. It was very good. There's the trick with pasta salad. Salt buddy oh really you gotta put i saw salt you adding it. a little salt yeah. to it actually salt your pasta salad folks it it changes it from you know just something that's there to something that is a treat it looked so creamy like a lot of pasta salads you can still tell what color the noodle is not this nah, one <laughs> just white quite creamy i enjoyed it a lot it was the first time i ever had it there it looked good i don't go there for lunch very often it was kind of a special experience today well, I mean, you know the <laughs> limits of their menu and that there are none. So <laughs> what reason would you have to go to lunch? 
I had a chicken pesto panini and it was good. I'm not going to go into detail about it just because it's fresh in my belly and we've got, we have other things to discuss. Oh yes. Dan, I, I had dessert. Did you know, I, I quite enjoy eating dessert. Unfortunately, they were all out of Ooh. tiramisu. However, my dashing server recommended a special limited run dessert, Ooh. a peanut butter chocolate chip cheesecake. Oh. As you know, peanut butter is my favorite food. And I also love cheesecake, which you might not know. So, of course, I ordered it. The best cheesecakes are somehow both light and fluffy and insanely rich Mm -hmm. at once. This one wasn't exactly that. It was a little heavier than I like, but it was still cheesecake that tasted like peanut butter, my favorite substance in all of Lord Xenu's creation. (laughs) And I loved it. I loved it. I would order it again. Yeah, I think anytime you're adding peanut butter to any kind of standard dessert dish, you get kind of a heavier uh-huh. presence with it. it. It's hard to incorporate that in there and also still stick with that light fluffiness. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, if Dan's Dedic is something that we're following, then <laughs> it's probably appropriate for us to acknowledge Andy's illness, <laughs> which is that I have to have exactly what I want all the time or else i'll cry like a little baby (laughs) consider it acknowledged (laughs) (laughs) so the following night i had another late night at work and i decided to stop by and grab some tiramisu to go just so i could talk about it on this podcast because after all it is something that i love about bambinos so the name tiramisu comes from an italian phrase meaning wake me up or cheer me up Because of the inclusion of coffee in the recipe, which provides a little caffeine kick. I didn't know this until I researched it, (laughs) and that was definitely the reason I couldn't sleep after I ate it. Uh, (laughs) The Bambino's Cafe on Del Mar tiramisu consists of two layers of coffee-dipped sponge cake separated by a thick cream and topped with a little chocolate sauce and cinnamon. I love this mix of textures. The cream kind of permeates the sponge, makes it a little less spongy, if you will. The coffee flavor isn't strong, but it's present just enough to give the flavor a modicum of bitterness along with the sweetness. Tiramisu is not my favorite Italian dessert. That would be cannoli, which Bambinos does not offer. But I do love finishing off a heavy Italian meal with some tiramisu for how that hint of coffee flavor kind of negates the sleepy feeling you get after a huge plate of pasta. Sure. That wasn't my situation this time, but still. Big fan of the tiramisu. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually gotten any of their desserts up there. They they always have a nice selection, um, and I always see the tiramisu, but I, I just I never venture into that dessert case for some reason. I highly recommend it. They're splittable. It's a nice size portion. So you, if you and Dime Piece are there, you can, <laughs> you can just uh, you know, split a dessert. Thank you for referring to my girlfriend as Dime Piece. You say that like it's the first time I've done that <laughs> on this show. <laughs> so should we get into our ratings for Bambino's Cafe on Del Mar, Dan? Andy, I think I'm ready to do so. I'm really into Bambinos. I don't know about you. It sounds like your overall experience is quite enjoy it. I don't know if I can really recount a bad experience with Bambinos. I think sometimes I've gone for their Alfredo dishes, and it's just a little too cheesy. 
which oh. I, I, may be a weird thing to say about Alfredo, but kind of the cream and Parmesan separates a little bit and it gets that real gritty, so Alf- Parmesan-y feeling. Alfred don't? I, I Alfred wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> if I were taking Alfred Woodard to Bambinos, <laughs> I Alfred wouldn't suggest ordering the Diana. That's fair. But beyond that, Bambinos is excellent. I agree. I think when we talk about Bambinos, it needs to be in the context of the price. As far as Italian food at this quality level for this price, Bambinos is so great. Yes. There are better Italian restaurants in town. I can think of two others that I prefer to Bambinos as far as the quality of the food and the flavor. However, those places cost three, maybe even four times as much as Bambinos does. You can get out of Bambinos for like $12 and have two meals worth of food. Yeah, for sure. And it's very good food. And I would definitely recommend ordering the lunch portions, even at dinner yeah. time. They knock two bucks off of whatever you're ordering. Mm-hmm. It's great. I would be hard pressed to name a space in Springfield in which I enjoy eating more than I enjoy eating in Bambinos. It's just such a cool building. Yeah, maybe Cafe Cusco also has yeah. a really lovely interior and um, kind of porch out there. But yeah, just excellent. We could devote an entire episode to our favorite spaces to eat in in Springfield. Hopefully but we never don't. Do <laughs> Hopefully we never don't. You're right. <laughs> Hopefully that's every episode from here on out. <laughs> so how many out of five centuries-old grocery store buildings would you rate Bambino's, Dan? Andy? That's me. I don't know that I can give this a straight-up five just because of my issue with the Alfredo sauce that Mm -hmm. I mentioned moments ago. I also don't think I can give it a 4.5. Oh, because I like it better than the other restaurants that I've rated 4.5. Oh, wow. So I'm going 4.75. Okay. Karen, we got to we have to change the whole system. I'm sorry. I know it's mo- I know it's more work for you. It was necessary. No, I'm sorry. I I shouldn't raise my I should I know. I shouldn't raise my voice. Yeah, she's not she's not happy, Dan. I get it. I get it though. Oh boy. Well, I'm I'm definitely never going to do an extra quarter score. <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't. <laughs> Dan, I'm I'm right there with you in terms of the Alfredo sauce. I generally prefer their red sauces, but I'm not gonna give it a five more for the fact that there is better Italian food. I'm gonna reserve the sure. five for my absolute favorite Italian restaurant. So I'm going four point five. Which I believe averages out to something between 4.5 and 4.75. You know what, Andy? I think this is as good a time as any to go ahead and abandon the averaging bit. I don't believe we did it last week. Say, considering we didn't do it last week, we're done with it. Congratulations, guys. You've witnessed our first abandoned bit. Hopefully, there will be many to come. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we definitely do abandon some of this stuff. Let's get into our next segment, which will be somewhat familiar to each and every one of you. Unless this is your first episode. What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? Baby. 
what you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you eating? That's right, folks. This is our second edition of a very special segment on Spring Food Mo. Wed, you eaten. <laughs> Andy, why don't you tell us wed you eaten this week? <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Yeah, last night I had the pleasure of attending... A, not a wedding, but a reception for a couple that I've known for a while. They're not just friends. They're food friends. They're friends that most of what we talk about is uh, food. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, their reception had an excellent menu. Now, Adam, the groom, smoked the meat for the reception himself, mm. or at least two of the three meats. He did brisket and chicken on his own, and the brisket was so good that it was gone by the time it was my turn to eat. Oh, wow. <laughs> but the chicken was fantastic, and I'm not sure who made the pulled pork, but that was great also. What I really want to talk about was the dessert. Now, there was traditional wedding cake. Actually, it wasn't traditional. It wasn't white. It was kind of blue and green and really cool. Hmm. I suspect it was an Amy cake, but I'm not sure. I've talked about Amy cakes before. They're pretty easily my favorite cake in town. I'm more of a pie guy, but <laughs> I like a good cake. <laughs> I'll eat it. If it's sweet, I'll eat it. That's the name of Andy's <laughs> memoir, actually. I'm more of a pie guy, but... I like a good cake. I'll eat it, actually. <laughs> no it's a subtitle. Long title. <laughs> just did no subtitle. It's just the whole thing. <laughs> they had a blowtorched s'more station. Andy. No. Yes. No, they did. I Andy. saw it. I was not dreaming. <laughs> Dan, buddy, first, you start with a skewer. Mm. You take that skewer and you poke it into a marshmallow. I'm not talking some kind of grocery store marshmallow. I also can't tell you exactly what kind of fancy <laughs> marshmallow it was, but all of them had a different shape. It wasn't that factory, oh. you know, rounded shape. It was like an artisanal marshmallow. I had no clue there was any such thing. Yeah. So then a nice lady would take <laughs> out a one of those hand blow torches. Yeah. You've seen those portable blow torches? Oh, for sure. And then create that, you know, tasty, crispy layer of burnt on the outside. And then they would cover it with chocolate ganache and then sprinkle on top these flakes that were like the crispy filling of a Butterfinger. Mm. I had one. I limited myself to one. And I said, I'm going to eat this real slow. I'm going to take small bites. I took one small bite and then I immediately ate the rest. I just, I needed it all in my mouth. At that moment. So, Adam and Alma, glad you're married. Makes me really happy to think that you two found each other. Now, were you not invited to the ceremony or did you just skip it? I think they did one of those very small friends and family ceremonies. Oh, okay. No, I skipped it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into our last segment. And then Dan, just a couple of food nails. Walk into the box, gonna check the food nail. No That's right. We finally have some actual food mail. Turns out when it rains, it pours. Lindsay, my girlfriend, gave me the idea to ask a question in an Instagram story. And lo and behold, 
people responded. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually got several questions, more than we're going to be able to answer today. So if we don't read your question, that doesn't mean we're not ever going to read it. It just means not this episode. just means we don't like you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Probably personally. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean that. So we decided we're going to combine two of these questions because the answers for them are very similar. Uh, Bridget Burr on Instagram asks... What's your fave fast food when you're having a cheat day? And Alex V asks, best sobering up food or least favorite? Andy, I think we kind of decided just to tackle these jointly because the answer is probably pretty similar. Yeah. And you didn't know this, but Bridget Burr is actually my roommate. <laughs> I did not know, <laughs> you did that. know that before. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to go with Burger King. Oh, it's kind golly. of... <laughs> I know, right? I, um, Andy has his own experience uh, with Burger, Burger King. King. And I have a history, <laughs> which we may get into one day. <laughs> it's kind of a new kind of. I don't want to say love because I don't love it certainly, but it's a new discovery for me. Particularly the crispy chicken sandwich. Oh, now I'm not talking the dollar McChicken style sandwich. I'm talking that step up, your home style sandwich. I think Burger King does it so right. I've had many of those crispy chicken sandwiches. They are always piping hot. I think they beat Wendy's crispy chicken sandwich. There's absolutely no chance that that's true. I think they beat McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich. I I could buy that, not Wendy's. If you say Chick-fil-A, we're done. We're finished. I mean... I'm not a big frequenter of Chick-fil-A, but I'd say for price point, they probably beat Chick-fil-A. I take it back. That does make sense. I I love that crispy chicken sandwich. That's kind of my go-to cheat, especially they they do like a uh, two for six where you can get that and a Whopper or two of those or two Whoppers. The choices are endless by my count I'm pretty sure mathematically they're not <laughs> no I, I i see no end to them <laughs> just an infinity <laughs> but man it's good now as far as the sobering up thing which i don't usually have much to sober up from if i'm drinking i'm i'm not drinking to excess that's me too i haven't been hung over in a decade yeah yeah it's been a, it's been a good long while for me but if i were I think I would probably choose the Burger King dollar burrito. I think it's just their junior burrito. I don't know. It's on the breakfast menu. It's $1. It's, um, I don't know how to put this, bad. It's, it's not good. <laughs> it's kind of some wet, <laughs> runny eggs, uh, real tiny tortilla. A little TT. And then a sausage patty just kind of broken in half, shoved in there. And then a few of their like home style hash brown rounds. And then like a nice little sauce. I mostly enjoy it for the hash browns inside the burrito. I love a crispy potato in a burrito. Um, Andy's giving me <laughs> a pretty bewildered look. He is, is very taken aback by my choice. You know that you can purchase... A dozen eggs for less than a dollar. I do. <laughs> and you can cook those eggs with a little bit of milk and a little bit of salt and eat them. I mean, it's fast food for a reason, baby. Oh, I pity your <laughs> weird little life, Dan. <laughs> what about you, Andy? Do you have any 
Well, I don't really do the cheat day system. I do try to eat relatively healthy, but I have extremely healthy meals for lunch and breakfast and then generally eat whatever I want for dinner. That's my system. Plus I exercise like crazy, like too much. But uh, Popeye's chicken Ugh. has to be Popeye's. That's the fast food I eat the most. I kind of got into a habit last month where I ate it once a week. And I've gotten back to more reasonable <laughs> level Doesn't of consumption. Doesn't sound like a good habit. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> well, they sent me those coupons in the mail. It'd be irresponsible of you not to use them. No, three ninety nine for a three tender and a side and a Ooh, drink. That's yeah, good. That's a good really sides. good deal. I'm sorry, not a drink, a biscuit. Ah, uh, yeah, it's you know fifteen hundred calories worth of food, if not more than that. Ooh, good value, and it's delicious. I generally favor the mild, not the spicy, but I'll yeah, get, I'll go to too. town on the spicy as well. Also, boneless tenders. That's my jam. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the popcorn shrimp po'boy at uh, Popeyes. That's kind of my go-to order up there. I also really love their onion rings. As I said last week, I'm a big onion ring fan. We will have a po'boy episode at some point, I guarantee. I have a po'boy history with a specific person and we will talk about our po boy tour of the ozarks that we went on <laughs> man popeyes does not pass muster yeah i will give you this popeyes is heads above burger king oh um yeah. i think burger king maybe has more to do with the proximity in which it is to my house as well, <laughs> well uh, popeyes yeah. is very close to me yes so yeah. That's a big that is a big factor. Don't use that information to find out where we live, listeners. Listen, there's a KFC closer and I have never eaten at that KFC in the 4 years that I've lived where I live. Yeah, I don't know why you would if you had Great that enough. quick of access to no. uh Popeyes. Doesn't no. make sense. I live close to several fast food places, only Popeyes. Popeyes is the only one I ever eat. Come on out here and try and find Andy's house based on all this information. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna be real. It's gonna be real easy to track down a place that's close to a KFC in Springfield, and Missouri. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to one more question. Thank you guys. This comes from Rachel. What's the best restaurant in town to take out of town visitors who are picky? So you got a lot of people to please. Where do you take them? Andy, I think this one's pretty easy for me, and we just spoke about it. I'm going Bambinos. Oh, I don't see how you choice. couldn't please a crowd with this. However, my father, my very own Kenneth Dale Howell, <laughs> does you not just, like pasta. You're going to dox your dad? Oh, we're doxing him. <laughs> he, consider yourself doxed, pops. <laughs> he doesn't like pasta at all. We actually huh. were going to do Bambinos for my birthday lunch. And we kind of decided against it just because of price point and also not he doesn't like pasta at all. It's it's one of the craziest food opinions I have ever heard. Yeah, that's that's uh, what does he not like about it? I don't know. He doesn't like macaroni and cheese. He doesn't like spaghetti and meatballs. It's a wild dislike of a food so universally <laughs> beloved. Wow. I don't know. Maybe my 67-year-old father is, <laughs> is just gluten-free, and he's been on it earlier than everybody else. I think I would take people to grad school. Hmm. It is a pretty small menu, but they have burgers that are awesome. They have chicken. It's almost like cashew chicken style, but they do it with their own sauce. It's called Micah's Chicken. Mm. It's kind of a mild, spicy sauce. Have you had that? 
I haven't. I think I've only ever had the burger at grad school. Very good. The full ride. Yeah. Yeah. The full. Yeah. That's exactly. They also have sandwiches like a Cuban sandwich, another yep. version of a chicken sandwich. And they have tacos. Oh, man. That does. That is a good choice. And it's in a cool space. It's really unique. It's downtown. You can go do stuff afterwards. Go shopping. You can go get dessert somewhere else. I think grad school is the way to go. I think that's a good choice, Andy. Not as good as mine. But pretty good. <laughs> cool question, Rachel. <laughs> so we'll try to put out that call on Instagram stories. Yeah, check the stories, guys. We got excellent content going up there. <laughs> I think that about wraps us up for this week, Dan. I think so too, Andy. Now, we have something big coming next week if mm. what we have scheduled works out. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Andy? Next week, we're having a very special meal at Fuck Him, located at Campbell and Walnut Lawn in the same sort of little shopping center as Jamaican Patty Co. Right. from last week's episode. But we're not just going to eat there. We're going to eat there with some very special guests. Ooh. I, I don't know if we should let them know, Andy. Oh, man. Well, we've said it now, and I can't possibly go back and delete this and re-record <laughs> it. So That's just, right. Let's just go ahead and tell. This next week, we're going to be dining at Fuck Him with the Scully's crew. Oh, I'm so excited and nervous. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The five-star Scully's crew themselves. 4.75. Uh, according to the average, which we've <laughs> since abandoned, they're going to be joining us live here in studio. So go eat some Scully's. Try everything on their menu because it's all fantastic. Yes. And then come back next Monday and listen to us talk to them about their food and the food at the camp. See you guys again. Soup. Soup.